Hey everybody, welcome to the Soap Opera for Dudes Digest, a weekly podcast chronicling the real-life drama, emotion, and heartbreak of a fantasy football league in which we obsess over assigning pretend points to real football players. I'm your host, Chris Smith, and each week we'll talk about the big roster moves, upsets, victories, and defeats from this past week in the Soap Opera for Dudes League, and we'll of course cover the side bets and any other shenanigans the managers got up to and what we're looking forward to this coming weekend. This is the episode leading into week 11. Here we go. It's a big one. Buckle up. Season's coming to a a big, big close. A lot of things going on. Uh, Also, just last week, hope you enjoyed the interview with Drew. And before that, the one with Matt. Uh, We're going to try to get another manager on before the end of the season. So if you'd like to be on, let me know. Uh, let's talk about what happened in week 10. A lot happened. Uh, of course, like every week had six great matchups. Uh, I don't know, starting with me. Cause why not? Uh, I'm now seven and three. I beat uh beach in what looked on Thursday, as I mentioned on the, on the show, um, and early on Sunday to be a, a really close game. And then my players just like started playing out of control. Uh, my Bengals uh, sucked against New Orleans. That's uh, Andy Dalton and Tyler Boyd. But I had really great games out of Melvin Gordon, Odell Beckham, Aaron Jones, Zach Ertz. Even my kicker, Will Lutz, got in on the action. And I wound up having the, the highest score in the in the league this past week. So, Beej, uh, good game. Uh, I'm sure you'll do very well uh, going forward. Uh, let's see what else. Tom is now four and six. He had a great game against Matt. Uh, so good win for Tom. Uh, Russell Wilson came through for Tom and, and Christian McCaffrey was the bright spot of that Thursday game from last week. And, uh, on Matt's side, OJ Howard posted a one Ryan Fitzpatrick threw for like 400 yards and no touchdowns. And OJ Howard basically did almost nothing. And the Jets D posted a minus three against Buffalo because Buffalo surprised everybody. So, uh, wow. Uh, but good win, Tom. Colin beat up on Pete. Colin's now uh, six and four, and Pete's now one and eight and one. Uh, Colin had some great showings from Brandon Cooks on the Rams and Mark Ingram on the Saints. Uh, was probably a bit disappointed by the injuries for Marvin Jones and Cooper Cup, and uh, had a stinker from Atlanta's two running backs. I'm sorry. I think that's uh, Pete. Did Pete have those those players? What am I What am I talking about? My notes got all jumbled, gang. Uh, one second while I just double check this. Oh no, it's audio. Uh, yeah, that would be uh, that would be Pete who was disappointed by those injuries. Yeah, okay, so Pete. Uh, but the good news is, and we'll get to this segment later. Pete made a lot of moves for his roster, and his roster is looking uh formidable now. So uh, you know, uh, it sucks that he got another loss, but at the same time. Pete always finds a way forward. Uh, Drew's now eight and two. Our league leader stays at the top. Uh, let's see. So he barely held off Craig by like two points on Monday. It looked like Craig was going to catch him. Uh, Craig had Breeze, Bereda, and the Chicago D and Tyreek Hill all with fantastic weeks. It was almost enough. Bereda just needed two more points to tie Drew. And Drew had great games out of Andrew Luck, Alvin Kamara, and a monster week from Nick Chubb. And if you're following football, Nick Chubb is just the breakout star this second half of the season. So, yeah, uh, good job, Drew. Uh, Glenn is now 5-5. Five and five. He beat Derek, who's now 4-5-1 and five and one, uh, in what looked like a really close one uh, at first until it really wasn't. Glenn had Baker Mayfield, who had a great game, uh, while not on my roster. And Derek was looking okay, but then his RBs just sputtered and died like a broken car. Uh, Jordan Howard just isn't doing what he was doing last year. He's, he's not 
it's the offensive scheme i think he's still a very talented back uh you know it's it's just hard to predict lastly john is now seven and three he put up a ton of points on scott just posterize him uh wow john um what are you doing what are you eating for breakfast that keeps the opponents so low who are you sacrificing um is it neighborhood cats uh david johnson finally came through for john he is now the david johnson that we remembered and that john probably drafted for uh and scott's lineup of brady and joe mixon and golden tate and marlon mack just kind of had an off week so sorry scott those are all pretty darn good players but um yeah just didn't do it this time so overachievers and underperformers based on yahoo scores it is craig who's the biggest overachiever craig was 49 huge points over projections almost caught up with drew that's why yahoo projections do not matter uh scott was the biggest underachiever he was 34 points under the projections um i think that has more to do with john than yahoo's projections he was facing john so therefore his score was bad uh john uh let's see so let's get into transactions so just looking back at the last week um the transactions of last week in retrospect um you know just looking at the waiver wire it seems like at this point it's it's sort of finding that equilibrium where the good players or the promising players are getting snapped up but you know it's not like by pocketbooks people had to drop a lot of players all the time um and we had really you know like startable players there it's sort of finding its balance um so nothing huge from last week um we know it's not beach picking up des bryant who got injured before he even played a game uh for the saints um but uh i'm gonna say it's it's glenn picking up baker mayfield for five bucks uh baker won him the game with a t- big 28 point game so, and you know you know how i feel about baker mayfield so uh there you go good job glenn that is the transaction of last week let's talk about all the trades that happened you guys oh our trade deadline has uh, is elapsing today it is saturday uh the 16th and a lot of people wanted to trade apparently so uh craig and pete kicked off the trade bonanza uh pete gave up uh tevin coleman and anthony miller anthony miller the hot new receiver in chicago to craig who's a big bears fan and craig in turn gave up drew Brees and peyton barber to pete so uh yeah it seemed like a pretty good trade for both of their lineups um and then pete had too many quarterbacks um he now has drew Brees, who can start basically in all situations for the rest of the season so he's like cool i guess i don't need aaron Rodgers anymore and he made a deal with me where i got aaron Rodgers, and i gave up tyler boyd who is a wide out two you know with maybe some wide out one potential depending on the matchup and uh yeah uh pete may have gotten the better deal of it i gotta say i mean aaron Rodgers went up against seattle on thursday and did okay he didn't do amazing things which as a seattle fan i was happy about but as a fantasy football owner uh you know he did better than i'm used to getting out of a quarterback but i'm hoping for some way better stuff going forward but then oh my gosh you guys i'm, I'm sure we all saw this on on the on the you know site but uh matt and glenn and matt and scott had some blockbuster moves so glenn traded away todd Gurley, the biggest offensive player of this entire season 
uh, along with Matt Stafford and Wendell Smallwood, um, which I'm just impressed that Todd gave up Gurley. He got Zeke. He got Ezekiel Elliott and Allen Robinson and Carson Wentz. So basically upgrades at wide receiver and quarterback and still a top 10, let's say, running back. Not Todd Gurley, but still. Um, And now Matt has Todd Gurley. Huh. Um, And then Matt took that collection of people and he said, okay, I'm keeping Gurley, keeping Stafford because he has a bye with Patrick Mahomes next week. And then he drops Smallwood, picks up wide receiver Kiki Cootie off the, off the waiver wire. Okay, sure. He needed wide receivers or whatever. Um, Then because he traded away T.Y. Hilton off his roster uh, and Kenyon Drake for Cortland Sutton of the Denver Broncos and Marlon Mack of the Colts with Scott. So now Matt has on his roster Todd Gurley, Marlon Mack, Matt Stafford, Cortland Sutton, Kiki Cootie. And Scott now has uh, T.Y. Hilton, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, and Kenyon Drake, who are definitely upgrades for him uh, on those in that respect. However, you know, losing Marlon Mack, who, you know, maybe good, maybe not. Uh, definitely had a down week. So, yeah, uh, hats off, gentlemen, to everybody who made a trade. Trades are hard. They are hard to negotiate. It's hard to find something that seems even. And, um, yeah, I'm, I just hope it works out for everybody. Um, yeah, especially for Pete and Matt trying to get out of the basement. Scott trying to really set himself up well for the playoffs, uh, for that B-bracket playoffs. And uh, Glenn trying to, you know, he's kind of on the bubble, wants to make sure that he, uh, yeah, just gets into that uh, top bracket. So, well done, everybody. And holy moly, trading away girly, I'm still just blown away. I don't, based on the trade... Guys, there was some talk in the chat that maybe this was collusion or this was dumping good players before the playoffs. Glenn is not trying to dump anybody, I don't think. Uh, that is that is just not true. Uh, he got Zeke. He got you know good uh, upgrade at quarterback and wide receiver, and he traded away Todd Gurley and some some change. So I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, while Matt. My philosophy on trades is whoever gets the best single player of the trade is probably the winner of the trade. And I think Matt may have won that trade because, you know, there's scarcity as far as starting one person who's awesome as opposed to two people that two people take up two spots in your roster. Um, But uh, still, I I think it was probably relatively even. So eh, that's just my two cents. Otherwise, uh, you know, some stuff happened on the waiver wire this past week. Uh, we had some contested pickups. John got Ryan Sukup, the Tennessee kicker, um, for two bucks over Tom. And John also got Corey Davis of the Tennessee Titans for $9 over Matt and Colin. But all three of them, I guess, think Corey Davis is the truth there after a big week uh, last week. Also, people spent some money. I spent way too much money. Oh, man, did I? I bid $15 for Lamar Jackson, who, until he got a stomach bug, looked like he was maybe going to be the backup quarterback for Flacco, who's injured over in Baltimore. But now he probably won't even start because it's going to be RG3, and Lamar Jackson's just going to sit on the sidelines. And also now I have Aaron Rodgers. So I I don't know what I was doing. It was before I had Aaron Rodgers. I, mm, no. no. Uh, John spent uh, 9 bucks on Willie Sneed. Uh, Derek spent six bucks on Derek Henry. Uh, Scott got Marcus Mariota for six bucks. Matt uh, spent three bucks on the Seattle D against Aaron Rodgers, which uh, probably was a good thing. Just trying to see here. I know you just you want to listen to me click, don't you? 
Uh, eh, Seattle D didn't do great. Uh, got a, got five points. So, eh, eh. And uh, Derek spent $2 on the New Orleans defense. In addition, there were a lot of free agent pickups. I think people are getting a little stingier as their budget's getting low uh, later in the season, at least for some of us. Tom got Vance McDonald. Pete got Anthony Miller, who was involved in that trade. Uh, he also got Rashad Penny, uh, who was uh, who had a really good run until uh, he tripped over his own ankle. Uh, Glenn got the Kaimi Fairburn, Fairbairn, the Houston kicker. Josh Doxson of the uh, Washington team, who's now hurt. Josh Adams, the uh, new fill uh, running back for Philadelphia. Um, Craig got Sterling Shepard, uh, and he dropped Lev Bell. Finally, the Lev Bell saga. Uh, Craig also got Alfred Blue. Pete also picked up Josh Reynolds, uh, the LA Rams wide receiver who's filling in for Cooper Cup. That's probably a good pickup. And Tom got Alec Roses, the Jets kicker. Colin picked up the Cincinnati D versus Baltimore's struggling offense, let's say. And uh, Matt picked up Kiki Cootie, as I said. So, um, yeah, transaction of the week. Oh, man. Uh, Pete picking up Anthony Miller and getting Josh Reynolds is pretty awesome, especially when Pete also traded away Anthony Miller to get Drew Brees and Peyton Barber. I mean, Tevin Coleman's good and in a great position to succeed, but just hasn't been that difference maker in Atlanta yet, except for maybe one or two games. Uh, So, yeah. Um, Pete, he also got Tyler Boyd. I... Pete's a, sh- a good deal maker, Pete. Also, Matt, I mean, Pete and Matt just basically should split that. Um, you know, I know they're scrambling, trying to get what they can to make that last push. But uh, yeah, a lot of transactions, a lot of respect uh, for you guys in your deal making this week. Uh, looking ahead to week 11, the saga continues. John now has a score of 20 points fewer on average against him. Um, this is a, a mathematical statistical crisis basically at this point. Um, yeah, John, you're, you're doing something and it's working and, and hats off to you, man. Um, like I'm putting up almost 18 points over average against my opponents and John still has a better plus minus than me because of this. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I've got a, a super tough matchup against Craig, um, who's always dangerous and very streaky, especially Craig has his, his new additions, uh, you know, from the trade. So yeah, going to be an interesting one. Also, we're going to see Matt and Pete test out those new rosters and see how it goes. Uh, Drew mentioned in the chat, this is actually, uh, if Pete loses and Matt wins, Pete has reverse clinched last place in the regular season. Uh, and he, he gets the loser pants. So we're going to watch him versus Brett and then Matt versus Scott. According to the Yahoo projections, it's probable that, Pete will clinch those pants this week, uh, but Yahoo doesn't have the slightest clue about how we- weird things can get in this league. So, uh, yeah. Also, um, just another matchup to watch. Glenn versus Drew is going to be fun. Glenn has that new roster look, and, uh, you know, Yahoo says it's going to be pretty close. So, um, we'll see how close Yahoo actually gets it. Otherwise, the managers uh, had their uh, get together last weekend, and uh, we saw. Drew, a drink, uh, a shack soda, which seemed awful. And also Glenn uh, had the kids roll dice for him where he did the John thing with the different ingredients, uh, different numbers on the dice or different ingredients. So he had horseradish, Derek's homemade ranch, uh, and some nog. And that looked dead 
awful. Uh, we, we are coming to a close uh, with regards to Ravelry Week. We're going to have probably a few more videos. Tom still owes a drink from the other week, and I know B. Joe's a drink, and he'll get to that tonight. So, um, you know, looking forward to some fun, some fun videos about stuff. And also in the chat, we've had some good chat back and forth this week. In terms of gifts, uh, I'm going to give it to either Drew with Saquanda Forever uh, and, and his GIF, or John and the Megan Fox, I Am a God. Uh, we had some, some good ones there. So double bell, one for each of you guys. Uh, that's going to be great. Or that's going to be great. That was good stuff, and I can't wait for all the gifts to come this Sunday when we're all watching football and complaining about our rosters, which always happens. Watching the football, of course, is going to be fun. We have some big, big matchups. Seattle versus Green Bay already happened. That was one of the big games. That was Thursday. Um, One of the ones that had some fantasy-relevant players, but also was just a fun, close game. Uh, Go Seahawks. And uh, this Sunday, we've got the Vikings at the Bears. A lot of fantasy-relevant players on the table, and we're going to see what happens. Divisional matchup in the cold at Soldier Field, and um, yeah, I I don't know. I I think the Bears are going to take this one. They've just been such a good team this year. Khalil Mack is back and going to be tearing it up. So um, yeah, but definitely going to be a fun one. And then, of course, Monday... Big blowout game in Los Angeles. Uh, The Chiefs versus the Rams, the two biggest offenses of recent times, I would say, are playing each other. So it's going to be just offensive fireworks is what everybody thinks. So, um, yeah. Anyway, that is pretty much it. Wrapping up with the news around the bakery. What's the baker up to? And uh, Baker Mayfield, as I mentioned, for Glenn on his roster, he had a great week. He woke up feeling dangerous, and now he is on bye. So he gets to spend Thanksgiving with his weird, dumb family. Uh, Not anything, uh, you know, against the Mayfield family. It's just every family is kind of weird and dumb in their way. And, uh, And then he plays the following Sunday. So, yeah. And in terms of real baking... I'm going to make a pie. I'm going to go right after this and make a pie crust and then uh, put together a nice Dutch apple pie. Uh, It's just seasonal. Uh, The apples are really good. The Granny Smith apples are really good this time of year. And um, yeah, I'm just going to take advantage of some delicious produce and and bake for the season. So yeah. Well, that's about it. Wrapping it up for the Soap Opera for Dudes Digest. Looking forward to the coming weekend and all the football we're going to watch tomorrow. And uh, I guess, you know, just... Have a great Thanksgiving. My, my family, uh, Tanya's family, I guess, her side is, is coming in for Thanksgiving. We're going to host a lot of people, have a lot of family together time, eat a lot, probably drink a lot of wine, and, uh, and just go from there. So everybody, uh, have a good holiday, and we'll get in touch on after. Bye now. What? D-R-A-M-A. Drama. <laughs> right there. Yep, for a bit.